0: Welcome to the Adventure for Good podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Kim. In June 2018, we both left our careers at the age of 31 and started traveling with the mission of finding and creating work locally in the United States and around the world that inspires us while helping other people and the environment. This podcast documents our adventures as well as highlights the inspirational people that we meet along the way. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode three. Today we're planning to talk through our very first workaway experience and the little over a month of time we spent in Ecuador, right?
1: Right, and actually our very first month of being outside of the country.
0: Yeah. It was a big month.
1: So maybe the best thing to do would be to start by talking a little bit about what workaway is. And so workaway and we mentioned it briefly in a previous episode, but work away is Basically a website where people who need some type of help or who want some type of help um, Can put a a posting out there to say uh, for example, I need someone to Come and help take care of my dogs or I'm working on adding an addition to my house And I want people to come and live with me and help me build on an addition or a very common one is uh like a hostel says you know for a free room and a meal a day you can basically come and work at the front desk and you can stay here you know for free so that's sort of the the general gist of it is you're helping by volunteering with somebody or, or a family or something and in return you get a usually your room for free and a meal sometimes all your meals, sometimes portion of them. So some, some combination of room and board covered for volunteering.
0: Right. And when we first started thinking about seriously traveling in South America for a year, Workaway was a big part of why we, want, we thought that was possible and wanted to use it to keep our costs low. So... Back in, like, November of 2017, we did a lot of research on WorkAway on the website as well as um, just looking online for other opportunities.
1: Real quick, the other thing, that, the other reason we wanted to do it wasn't just for our budget, but also it allows us to be in a location for longer than a couple of days and to get to know the, the hosts and somebody local that's living there, whether they're from there or not, but is irrelevant, but they're living there, they know the area, and so we're we're having a, a contact immediately in this location, and then oftentimes, you're at locations with other people who are traveling, so you get to know them as well, and so it really helps build a network while we're traveling.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that really appealed to us, because... You know, in our initial research, a lot of people backpacking, you know, stay in a place a week or less, and that didn't appeal to us as much. We wanted to stay in a place for at least three weeks or so and really get to know a place. Anyway, we, back in November, reached out to a handful of workaway hosts, and we heard back from the one in Ecuador almost right away, and they were amazing. So we went back and forth a little bit with them to... Now, at this point, we were setting this up in November of 2017 and not going to be arriving till June of 2018, but they were really cool about it. And we wanted to make sure that we had a solid plan for when we arrived in Ecuador. And that was part of why we reached out so early. Yeah.
1: And along those same lines, we, we asked them, you know, we went back and forth with email for probably three or four months, you know, not like every day, but every month or so we'd check in. And then, you know, when we were a couple weeks out, we actually did a a Skype call with them just so we could meet them in in person and and talk to them. And it was—we haven't done that since then, but part of that was we were thousands of miles away in the U.S., kind of really banking on these people being there for us when we showed up. Now that we're here, if we show up in a town and the place that we were going to be backs out on us the last second or whatever— not a big deal, but we were flying in from the U.S. and we were kind of, kind of required uh, somewhere to stay when yeah, we showed we up. Yeah, w-
0: we we wanted a plan. That's what yeah. we wanted a plan, and if of course plans change, but we wanted to be fairly certain that when we got there, we could count on them.
1: Yeah, so the the hosts were fantastic. They, I mean, not only, you know, did they provide us a place to stay, but they actually knew a person who owned a hotel just outside of the airport in Quito, which. Made it really easy. They helped us get that set up. And so we, because we had a, a one-night layover when we landed in Quito before we flew out to the coast. And then, actually, with, and this is extremely rare, they actually picked us up from the airport, yeah. took us to the grocery store, and helped us do all our grocery shopping, and then drove us the hour from the airport to their house. Where and we were, we were like staying.
0: zombies trying to yeah. grocery shop. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, so we were super fortunate in that sense that they were they were in town near the airport, and they were like, "Hey, we'll pick you up," and, and so that yeah, couldn't, couldn't have worked out any better. No,
0: it worked out perfectly, and their workaway where they live is in Puerto Cayo, Ecuador, and that is on the coast. It's about an hour south of Manta, and which is a little bit bigger town, and a city. It's a city, yeah, and it's about two hours north of Guayaquil, so which is another pretty big city in Ecuador.
1: Yeah, which has like an international airport and right. all that. But yeah, so it's a a small fishing village. Like the only real industry there is, uh, every morning the fishermen put the motors on their boats and drive them out and in, into the bay and fish all day long. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a small fishing village. I think there's somewhere between two and three thousand people. And there's a little downtown, we'll, we'll put some pictures in the show notes so you can kind of see what it looks like from, yep. from the air with the drone. Yeah. And so, yeah, we we showed up in this little town and yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome, pretty laid back.
0: Right. So our hosts, like Chris mentioned, were amazing to pick us up at the airport, take us back to their house. And when we got there, they showed us our living situation, I guess. And uh, they have a little apartment, but it's... It's basic, but perfect. It had a little kitchen, a living room, bathroom, and actually two bedrooms. Uh, One we used for storage and the other one we slept in. So it was a perfect little house that we were allowed to stay in, and that was our living situation for the first week we were there. The owners of this workaway have a handful of apartments that they rent on their property, and some of them were empty during the time we were there. So we actually were lucky enough to be invited to move to a different apartment after a week. I think they usually, um, you know, they like to know get to know people and know that we're good people before inviting us to move. But they let us move to one of the apartments that was on the second floor. So we actually got an ocean view and an ocean breeze, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, the apartment or the the whole compound was was across the street from the Pacific Ocean so we could see the ocean. I you were
0: going to say Atlantic. <laughs>
1: I, was, I was trying to remember which ocean it was. Anyway, so yeah, we were across the street from the ocean and we basically could walk over there every single day and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. So besides a free place to stay the host of this workaway also pitched in 40 dollars a week in in Ecuador they used the US dollar so they pitched in 40 dollars a week towards our groceries and so yeah for for the month we had our our living quarters covered and 40 dollars of food
0: mhm yeah so, it was a great situation
1: so what did we have to do to, like what was what did the work look like for us? i think maybe that's something that people would be interested in so the The main thing we did, every day we had to get up at, I don't remember, 645, Yeah, 645-ish. We got up early with the dogs. They have... I don't even remember. There was like a dozen of the things. There was three main dogs. Three
0: main dogs that live inside the gates, yes.
1: And so we were responsible really for two of those. And so every morning we got up and we took these two dogs for about an hour to an hour and a half walk. And some mornings it was on the beach if the tide allowed it. Other mornings we had to kind of go up into the foothills behind where they live. And so, yeah, we, we walked them. Anywhere between, yeah, an hour, hour and a half in the morning, and then we had to repeat this at about 4.30 in the afternoon, so we'd do another hour, hour and a half walk. So so three of our five hours a day of working for them was literally walking dogs.
0: Yeah, which... Most days was amazing. Sometimes the dogs were a little bit stubborn and I think I think we got a little frustrated. <laughs> but you we s-
1: you swore at Benny a lot. I,
0: I know, but I love him so much. It's just walking on a leash was not his uh, specialty. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so we walked dogs for 3 hours a day, and then when we weren't walking dogs, usually what we did is in the morning after we got back from our morning walk, we worked until about lunchtime, around noon or one, and and so the the two owners of this place had a full time sort of gardener, landscaper, maintenance mm-hmm. guy that came every day, and so we worked with him just doing various odd jobs. Uh, we'd we'd clean their pool. Uh, we helped him transplant gigantic huge, aloe plants the biggest
0: aloe plants i've ever seen
1: yeah we um we raked leaves we didn't really have like a fixed like here's what you need to do it was sort of just if there's something he needs help with help him out and yeah. so
0: there was one day we dug up a huge palm tree that was dead that yeah. was extremely smelly
1: yeah we <laughs> chopped it down with a machete and then dug it out of the ground
0: you fixed their security system
1: yeah I fixed their cameras. And helped with their computers. Helped with computers. Yeah, we were just sort of there to do whatever Ah. else they needed.
0: And we built a dog house for one of the dogs outside the gates, which was one of my favorite tasks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That he refused to use.
0: Well, we didn't know that. Maybe he decided to eventually make it home.
1: So yeah, so we basically for the the labor of walking some dogs and we had to pick up
0: poop too. And feed a bunch of dogs, but it was that was all. Pretty I did minor, not mind that. Pretty minor. No, it was a lot of fun, actually.
1: Yeah. So it was all in all. I mean, it was the perfect transition out of the hectic working world, and uh, in the months leading up to us leaving, where we were running around in circles trying to figure out how we were going to do this. So it was a it was a wonderful month of just kind of chilling out on the beach.
0: Yeah, it was a very laid back month and kind of surreal actually realized that we were not in the states anymore and actually living in in Ecuador took a little while to set in
1: yeah and i think two people might look at this and say well okay you're living in Ecuador you're probably in like a a thatch hut like you know, roughing it out in the jungle, but in in all honesty, the, the apartments they had were beautiful. Like, well, again, we'll post a couple of pictures if, if people would like that. So it's, I mean, in the apartment we got upgraded to, even before we got upgraded, it wasn't bad, but the apartment we got upgraded to was like granite countertops, tile floors, a beautiful bed. Well, that was the third
0: one we eventually got to be in. Yeah. We moved three times on their property, but, uh, it was really nice.
1: Yeah and so we were across from the beach and, and actually all of the the houses in this area I mean they all varied in quality but most people had a decent little house there's condos there's yeah so it's a nice little town and people were selling fish and making food and there's hardware stores it was it was basically your small town just moved from yeah out to the beach
0: yeah was- out to the beach so Puerto Caio, a sleepy fishing village. We kind of fell in love with the town, I would say. It's really easy to get around town. There's all these little moto taxis, which are essentially a motorbike with a seat on the back.
1: (laughs) A double wide seat. A double
0: wide seat behind it. It's like a trike. Yeah, it's like a trike. So those go all around the little town, and that's the easiest way to get around. They also, um, we found actually the easiest way for us was to walk everywhere. The place we lived was about 15-minute walk from downtown, so it really wasn't a big deal to just walk everywhere we needed to go. The only thing was that in Puerto Cayo, it is a pretty small town, so they don't have a traditional like grocery store or um, market, really. They have some small little tiendas or stores, but... You have to go to Manta or Hippie Hapa. <laughs> Hi- Hippie Hapa. Hippie Hapa, which are Manta's about an hour away and Hippie Hapa's about thirty minutes away, and both of those places have more of a grocery store and market. So, that's where we did our shopping, grocery shopping, and
1: except for on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yes. There's a guy who drives around in like a a pickup truck. And he's got the whole thing loaded out with fruits and vegetables. So we would get, like, 15 or 20 pounds of fruits and vegetables fresh off of his truck, and it would cost us, like, $7. Yeah. So...
0: That was where we got most of our produce.
1: That and, and our fish. We, we got fresh-caught fish. Uh, the, one of the guys who lived on the property with us who was renting from the our hosts, he loved to go for little drives, and so he would... He would take us up the coast about a half hour, and there was a couple of fish markets we could go to, and we would get, like, I would say six portions, seven portions of fish for, like, $5. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were kind of spoiled in terms of our our fresh fruits and vegetables and fish that were available to us. Yeah.
0: I think one of the best things was the day we discovered that we had everything we needed to make a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. And it was a nice little reminder of home because we made smoothies a lot at home. The restaurants in Puerto Cayo, there are definitely a handful of them. We tried, I think, maybe two of them total. and yeah, More than that,
1: I think. But. Yeah.
0: Most of the ones that are run by Ecuadorians are sell fish or seafood as well as the typical like rice and bean side dish. And we also found ceviche that we tried at one of the restaurants. There's also a few restaurants that are run by expats, and there was one that we did go to that had more, like, hamburgers and that type of stuff. But uh, for the most part, restaurants were pretty inexpensive in Puerto Cayo and it was nice change of pace once in a while to go out with friends.
1: Yeah. I mean, for example, you can get a heaping plate of, like, fried rice with shrimp, uh, fresh caught shrimp or fish for like ten dollars. That's yeah. about standard meal. Yeah. So. The other thing we wanted to touch on was um, the safety in this town and, and in this area in general. So we I don't think we ever felt unsafe even in the slightest. We would walk to and from town again, which was about a half hour walk. We'd usually walk along the beach. It was pitch black. There's no. There wasn't really street lights or anything stars stars yeah but i mean we did this two or three times a week we never yeah. even i mean the most we would have people interact with us was like kids would run up to us and try to speak english and say hi and chat yeah. with us so
0: and we did we definitely did stick out you know there are some expats that live in the area but we're two young-ish white people <laughs> that that uh that definitely stick out so it was nice to feel safe you know I mean, everyone was just super friendly, anyone we tried to talk to. And a good example of this, we found this little store that this lady owned, and she it actually wasn't a store, it was a little restaurant, and she made a few very basic food items such as grilled cheese and what, fried yuca, I think, and she also made milkshakes. And or batitas, and we fell in love with those, especially the Oreo one. So we would walk over, and in our limited Spanish, and her no, she does not speak, did not speak any English. Um, we would have a conversation, so it was a really fun experience for us uh, to interact with her, and she was so nice and really was patient with us as we tried to speak to her in Spanish.
1: Yeah, I I think we had a great time, and I. I think it's something where we'll definitely go back to at some point. And I think it's something if, if people are thinking about like a, a laid back vacation where they want to just kind of go somewhere where there's not much going on, I would I would highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, the beaches are beautiful. They're huge, and there's not many people on them. Oftentimes when we were walking the dogs, we never ran into anybody else, which was incredible to me. Uh, there's also a lot of whale watching there. We did not go this time, but maybe someday we'll go back. Um, and surfing, too, which we also didn't try, but we know that people did go there to learn to surf. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that and we did not were not prepared for, but the the change in the tides in this place in Ecuador was very extreme. So you're pretty close to the equator, and the t- the difference between the high and low tides about is about 150 feet and it changes by 40 minutes per day. So we really had to watch the tide charts every single day to determine whether we could walk on the beach for the dogs' walks or not. Um, so it's just something that was I found really interesting because I did not even think about the fact that the tides were so extreme there.
1: Yeah, and well when it was high, it was so high that the beach disappeared and and the water came up to like people's property line. So yeah. there wasn't like, oh well the tides up we can just walk around it. It was
0: There was no option.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the next thing we kind of wanted to touch on, um we mentioned in our last episode where we talked more about our budget that we wanted to talk about what the budgets look like at the end of each month. And going forward, once once the podcast catches up to real time, we'll do this at probably the beginning of each month, talking about the previous month. But
0: Yeah, and it will catch up eventually. <laughs>
1: so, the, so the budget for June of 2018, again, our goal was to spend about $19.50 or roughly $600 a month, somewhere yep. somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, for June, we spent just under $800, about $789. So we were definitely over budget. Um,
0: it so, was about $30 a day, so yeah. like $10 over budget.
1: Now, when we were living in, like our actual living expenses in Porto Cayo, as we mentioned, were pretty low. So our biggest expense while we were there uh, was groceries. We spent $230 on groceries. Yeah. And... That includes subtracting out the forty dollars a week uh, that that our hosts gave us. So,
0: and that's definitely a little bit high, but um, we probably could have done better. But at the same time, we we love fresh fruits and vegetables, and and just. And fresh food in general, so we were okay spending a little bit more money on that category.
1: Yeah, and we were figuring it out, and and I think that included stuff like having to buy tinfoil and having to buy toilet paper, olive oil, and stuff that you kind of have to stock up a kitchen when you first show up somewhere. So that you know that number seems a little high, but it, we actually
0: still have some spices that we bought in Ecuador that yep. we're carrying with us.
1: <laughs> the next the next highest one again while we were there was restaurants. So. Um, we spent one hundred ninety-eight dollars on restaurants that month, and again, part of that is we would do some day trips with some of the people who lived in the at the house with us, and you know we'd grab a bite to eat, and for two people to eat out was about twenty-five or thirty dollars. So mm-hmm. you figure we did that seven or eight times, and well, and
0: actually seventy dollars of that, almost two hundred, was from the airport oh, on the way and right. the yeah. way to Ecuador. So we, we didn't eat out
1: that often, but, the you know, I guess we probably ate out five or six times that month, and that, yeah. that adds up pretty quick. Um, the largest cost overall by $8, mm-hmm. according to the numbers here, was our travel. So this included things like uh, having to buy baggage fees at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the and,
0: biggest one was the
1: bus ticket. Yep, buying our bus tickets. So we're going to talk more about bus travel in our next episode and what that looks like. Uh, because I think people probably have this image of people sitting on buses with chickens and goats and roosters. Which and,
0: definitely happens.
1: <laughs> we have been on a bus with a chicken, but <laughs> the, the buses that we took were extremely nice. And again, we're going to talk about that whole thing next episode. But... Yeah, so our travel budget, we, we had about $240. And
0: and the bus tickets, as Chris was saying, we bought them to get from, after we left Puerto Cayo, we were going to northern Peru. So it's quite a ways away, and we needed to buy three different legs of bus tickets to get there. So that's why they're a little bit more expensive.
1: Right. Uh, our lodging for the month was $30, and that was the one night of hotel. In Quito, in, yeah. In Quito. And so I think
0: that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and the other one was our, what we call miscellaneous expenses. So this included like our phone bill, um our health insurance. Our health insurance and that kind of stuff. So that totaled up to be just shy of $100. So all the numbers will be in the show notes if you want to go and look at them a little closer. But yeah, we we were over budget, but looking forward from that point, we weren't too worried. We knew we had some really lean months coming up where we're going to be Basically not having to spend any money at all. Yeah, and We had
0: planned on we other workaways, and uh, so we ha- we weren't that worried at the end of June.
1: Yep. Yeah. Maybe we're worried now, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spoiler,
1: Spoiler alert, alert, the budget hasn't gotten any better.
0: <laughs> no, it has not. Uh, but we're, we're trying. We're working on it. And we're just trying to keep the overall goal in perspective and uh, not make it, I guess, not have it lessen our experience by too, too much either. So. Right.
1: So if if anybody wants to know more about WorkAway or how we did this, please reach out, send us an email, uh, let us know, we'll we'll give you more information, we can talk more about it on here, I'm sure we're going to talk more about WorkAway because we're doing WorkAway again right now yep. as we talk and we it will be doing up. it in a month and we're going to do it in three months. So it's going to be happening a lot. And so we'll be able to kind of fill you guys in on what that looks like and how we've gone about setting those up.
0: Right. And if anyone's interested in the exact numbers for our June 2018 budget, you can go to our show notes, which are on our website at adventureforgood.com, the number four. So please check those out. We'll also post some pictures there. The other thing is you can follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. It's at underscore adventure for good. Again, the number four. I think that's it. In two weeks, we plan to talk about our experience for the month of July, which was in Peru, in a town called Chachapoyas in the northern part of the high jungle of Peru.
1: And in the meantime, we're going to go make dinner because I'm starving.
0: (laughs) True. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.